1: So as we continue to walk through Matthew 26, I'm just going to read for us verses 36 uh, through 46. It says this, and this is after uh, the Passover. This is after the Lord's Supper. This is after Jesus has said that Judas is going to deny him. And also after Peter is going to deny Jesus three times, right? That Peter is going to turn his back on Jesus. This is after all of this stuff has been predicted and all of this has happened. So you get to verse 36 and it says this, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he told his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. Taking along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. He said to them, I am deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake with me. Going a little further, he fell face down and he prayed. My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping, and he asked Peter, So you couldn't stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray so that you won't enter into temptation, for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again, a second time, he spent away and prayed, My Father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came again and found them sleeping because they could not keep their eyes open. And after leaving them, he went away and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. Then he came to the disciples and said, Are you still sleeping and resting? See, the time is near, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let's go. See, my betrayer is near. You know, this is one of those striking passages to me because it really reveals the agony of the cross that was weighing on Jesus. You know, we, we sing now um, songs like, oh, the wonderful cross, and we put the cross on our walls, and we have cross necklaces and all this stuff, but, man, man the cross is a is just an absolutely horrific thing. It, it is a gruesome thing. It is um, so incredibly violent and evil and excruciating. I mean, the cross is a terrible thing, and, and for Jesus to know this and hear in this passage literally pray, Lord, if there's any other way. Like if there's any other way that your plan can be done, God, if there's any other way for Jesus to pray that, um, man, is really an incredible revealing way to show his humanity. But Because, gosh, you, if you're not human, if you see the cross and you're like, ah, oh, that's no big deal, right? But any human being, any person would look at the cross knowing he was about to go there for sins that he did not commit, knowing that he was about to go there for things that he did not do and he wasn't deserving of being there yet to still go anyway and for the Bible to just record how painful that was for him to do it is a a pretty powerful thing. But you you know what's amazing is I think we can learn something from this um, because Hebrews sheds light on this for us. Because in Hebrews chapter 12, it says to fix our eyes on Jesus because he's the founder and the perfecter and the finisher of our faith. And then it says this, who for the joy that was before him endured the cross. So it doesn't – I used to read that wrong and see that it said that Jesus endured the cross with joy. That's not really what it's saying. It's that he knew the joy that was coming after the cross. He knew the joy that God was going to bring from his death. So in knowing what God was ultimately going to bring, Jesus endured the painful then and there. And you know, I think some of you listening on to this podcast today, that might be – Just an incredibly hopeful statement for you that that right now, man, you're going through something and right now it's painful and right now it's hard and, and you're saying, God, if there's any other way, don't let me go through this. But man, you can look beyond that and there's joy because God is doing something in your life. God is working together something for your good and for his glory. And so you can endure it for the joy that is set before you, even if, this is where this is really crazy, right? Even if, that thing you're enduring leads us to death, right? Even if that thing leads us to the worst possible place, well, what is Jesus about to do? He's about to die and he's about to rise again. He, he told us in John's gospel that he's the resurrection and the life. So even in the worst of endings, we are victorious through Christ. And so we can be hopeful even facing death. It doesn't mean we have to face death gladly. It doesn't mean we have to face circumstances and trials with this stupid grin and this stupid smile on our face. But we can face them with a hope that is an anchor for our soul. We can face them with a hope that is girded and that is deeper than just the the crazy circumstances and events of life. But because Jesus rose from the grave we have hope for the situations that we're going through. And I, I would be remiss to read that passages and not notice the disciples. Um, the disciples are pretty much bums here, right? Which is really funny. Cause we just got out of the section where Peter's like, Lord, I would never deny you. And then literally the next verses, is Peter is falling asleep on Jesus, right? Which is just funny. But I, I think one, one, it goes just to show just probably the disciples still didn't really realize that Jesus was about to be betrayed and die here, that they probably didn't realize it. Even though Jesus had told them all this stuff, it was a confusing night. It was was all this, this chaos and stuff going on. But I think it really shows that Jesus was going at this alone. I Jesus really, he, he was bearing this cross alone. He he was taking on your punishment, my punishment and, and the punishment and the sins of the disciples right then. Um, and so it's a incre- pretty incredible thing to do for Jesus here. And I, I love that Jesus is telling them and pray for yourself, pray that you don't fall into temptation to fall into willingness. Um, because he says right there in verse uh, 41, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so it's interesting that Jesus is saying to them, don't pray for me, pray for yourself, which is just an incredibly selfless thing to do. But isn't that what he's coming to do? He's coming to serve, right? He's coming to serve us. And he's about to hes about to serve in the most humble way possible by giving up his life for us and for his disciples that are sleeping on him here at the cross. And so um, it's just an incredible passage revealing the humanity of Jesus and revealing how he understood good and well that the cross was not a fun thing. Um, and so it's just a pretty intense passage here for Jesus and we'll continue to see how Jesus' life and how this story progresses in an even more intense kind of way.
0: Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.